member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And our guest today is the Superintendent of Schools for District 181, Lane Larson. Lane, thanks for joining us again here on Community Focus. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're doing things differently here, obviously, uh, with having you on the phone rather than in studio, and even more obvious because anyone who has kids know that's a whole new ball game there with oh, distance boy. learning, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, it's we have um, officially all been retrained within the matter of a few days, and um, our whole all of our lives are different, aren't they? With um, our meetings and speaking on the radio and distance learning and everything is different and it happened uh, miraculously over eight days it's amazing yeah, yeah. it really is yeah so uh, how's the distance learning going so far you know for the most part it's going very well and um, our distance learning I have to give all of our kudos to first of all our teachers who are uh, making extra efforts Mm-hmm. to meet the needs of our children. Um, I know they're having distance learning pretty much all day long and into the evenings whenever they can meet up with each of their, their children and, and to address uh, the lessons of the day. I also need to thank our technology department and our partners throughout the community like CTC and, um, and other entities for uh, hooking us up to the Internet so that we're sure that our students have the internet capabilities uh, to do their distance learning. And on top of it, I also need to give uh, huge kudos to the Board of Education for agreeing to uh, spend the additional revenue that we have to find technology so that all of our kids have access to computers in their homes so that they can do this distance learning. And so all of our children from kindergarten through grade 12 have that capability because of the strong partnership. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Like I said, we literally changed our education in eight days, and I cannot thank um, all of the partners uh, enough for making this happen. Um, It truly was a genuine partnership focused on educational excellence. Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. Of course, uh, with the kids not in the school building, it brought up some other uh, issues, if you will. And uh, the first one we were thinking of is the free and reduced lunch for so many kids. That is the food they really depend on. And so how is that issue being addressed? You know what? It's That is going really well. We were asked to provide meals for all children ages 18 and under. And... Uh, we each day are providing more than 2,000 meals. Uh, we're serving breakfast and lunch. And it's kind of interesting as well because the YMCA now is meeting at the three sites at the Washington Educational Services Building, Garfield and Forest View, mm-hmm. and providing dinner. Wow. And so each day we're handing out three meals per day. And on Fridays we hand out uh, meals for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday so oh that we're goodness. sure that all of our children get all the meals that they need for to get through the weekend. What an effort. 
That has got to be. It's amazing. Our food service um, has been phenomenal. Our paraprofessionals who have also joined the team, um, led by Alyssa Thompson, our food service director. And, you know, just as a reminder, too, that um, when you have school in session, you know, people are paying for their meals, and so we have revenue to to provide for those meals. And uh, with this order that came about, all meals are free for everyone. And so the school district has picked up a huge piece of this. And then the donations, again, from our local grocery stores um, throughout our community have been phenomenal in helping us to meet the needs of our families. Wow. Truly a community effort, it sounds like. It really is. Yeah, it's it's really been a beautiful partnership. You you kind of mentioned the YMCA, and the other part of this, of course, is when kids are not in school and those uh, parents that are deemed essential and still have to leave, now child care becomes an issue. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. um, Also with the executive order that came through, we were asked to provide child care for all emergency workers, uh, for health care workers, and also since... Um, Our school needed to be in session just differently through distance learning uh, to provide the child care for any of our employees' children as well. And again, it is to be done at free of cost. And so um, we have three sites throughout the district. Um, Originally, we had about 256 um, children, I believe, signed up for child care. Right now, though, since distance learning went into effect, um, I believe we're at about 95 per day is what we're averaging between the three sites. And again, um, our paraprofessionals, um, the people through community education led by Corey Reynolds, it's been phenomenal. Um, We're keeping all of our children in in, uh, class sizes of seven or less. Uh, We're doing all the social distancing and the safety precautions like the hand washing and such and keeping our rooms sanitized and doing everything that we can to keep everyone safe. Um, We're also, for those children that are coming to child care, uh, we're encouraging them to do their distance learning while they're at child care. So if they have any questions, um, the, the caregivers that we have in place are helping their children with their homework. And so, yeah, once again, it's it's been amazing. Yeah. So you've got that aspect taken care of. The the other aspect that school is so important is the socialization. And, of course, you uh, have some big events that happen every year, and not only the athletics, but I think of prom and things like that. And then come the end of the year, of course, uh, I, we're still thinking of seniors and what's going to happen there. So. Talk a little bit about some of those social uh, aspects. Yeah, thank you for asking that because, you know, that's one of the hardest pieces of this. And as a superintendent, it literally breaks my heart. May, for anybody who remembers being in school or is in school, is such a fun time of year. Um, April, May, because spring is coming and getting warm out and we have all the recognitions, the senior recognitions, proms, graduations, and so on. And because of the stay-at-home orders, because of the distance learning, um, because of all the uh, social distancing and so on, um, they're really being put on hold. And Mm -hmm. right now what our hope and dream is is the following. Um, Our senior recognition banquet, we are hoping to do that um, as we have in the past, only this year it's going to be done virtually. 
And so between Jessica Gangle and Andrea Rusk and probably myself, um, we're going to be doing the speeches as we normally do, and then we're going to be recognizing our seniors virtually. So actually the whole world will be able to see the scholarships that they get. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be a neat celebration. Um, one change, though, that we did make to it um, is that our Hall of Fame recipients will not receive their awards that evening. Instead, we're going to move the Hall of Fame recognition to homecoming this fall. Cool. So, yeah, so we still want them to be the class of 2020, but, we're, but we want to bring them here in person if we possibly can. Sure. Love it. Um, right now, um, at our last board meeting, Andrea Russ came and, and talked to the Board of Education. And the prom right now, we're still hoping that they're going to be able to do something at the NP Center later this summer. That would be great. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, dress up and go out on a Saturday night. And yeah, it could be kind of a fun, something doing it a little different. So yeah. again, it's postponed. In graduation, um, we're taking what's called HOPE and pause. And we are still going to be hopeful that we're going to have some kind of an in-person graduation where we get to recognize our seniors for their outstanding um, uh, accomplishments. Um, but we're pausing to see what happens now as we get closer to the graduation date mm -hmm. on the 22nd of May. Um, if we can't do it in May, we'd like to do some kind of a graduation in person later in the summer. But again, we're hopeful and we're pausing until we know more. And so okay. um, please just, I want to encourage people to watch our website. Um, I will be getting out letters and such through social media. We'll continue like through the radio and such to, uh, and the newspaper to keep uh, information um, going out to our families. It is the hardest part, isn't it? Not knowing. Yeah, the unknown is awful. It yeah. is. It really is. It's hard. Yeah, like even now, you know, we, right now we're hopeful that we're going to have our kids returning on Tuesday, May 5th. That's what the order is, and we're hopeful that that's going to happen. And so that we, graduation, you know, with the last day would be the 22nd of May. Um, right now, though, we just don't know, and so the unknown is really difficult for everyone. Mm -hmm. Hey, Lynn, let's yeah. switch gears just a little bit before we run out of time, too. Wondering, with the um, construction and all of that, um, kids aren't in the buildings, so is that making it easier for crews or are crews stopping work? What, where does that stand with all the reconstruction and construction projects? You know, you just talked about how hard it is. The <laughs> unknown is so hard. Yeah. And what's, we are really blessed in that all of the projects in Wave 1 and 2, um, approximately 70% of all of the projects that we have within the school district right now, are the, the bids were won by people who um, live within 60 miles of Brainerd. Nice. And so our contractors that we have on site are very local, which... Um, Many of our contractors have called and, and thanked me, actually, for uh, being able to keep these people employed during this process. And so right now, our crews are full. Oh, good. And we okay. are going into some of the areas of the buildings where we can try to get a jump start on summer. Sure. Because we don't know what's going to happen with COVID-19. and. Um, hopefully all of our workers stay healthy, but we, we just don't know, again, what the future brings. 
What's difficult about this, though, is that if our if we are going to still have school from May 5th through the 22nd, mm-hmm. we need to keep our rooms intact right. so that oh. our kids can come back and have a high-quality education mm-hmm. during those last 12 or 13 days. Um, but if we find out that we aren't going to be coming back, then we need to get staff into the rooms to get them cleaned out so that we can move construction in there quicker. And so we really are kind of at one of those hurry up and wait uh, strategies with uh, doing some extra work uh, in our buildings right now. But um, everybody has really been working great. Um, All our partnerships, uh, like I said, with ICS, with um, the different uh, construction companies and uh, plumbing and heating, Thielands and such uh, locally. Um, everybody's just been really uh, coming together to to keep keep this project moving forward. So it's the, um, Harrison, Niswa, the new Baxter Elementary School, and part of the high school are ready to go in August when school resumes. Cool. Yeah. Just pretty exciting. Yes. Very but much so. Like you said, it's the waiting game right now, isn't it? It is. The waiting game is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I I just would like to end today again that, um, you know, if you look at the windows um, outside of my office, it, it says, we love you, we miss you, and we'll see you soon. And that really is kind of my message to our students, to our staff, to our whole community. Um, uh, I love this community. Everybody has just really uh, taken the challenge beautifully. We miss our friends and our family, and but because of the health uh, initiatives that we're taking to keep everyone safe, we're going to see each other soon. And we will say here, here to that. Yeah. Here, here. We exactly. look forward to that. Fingers crossed. Exactly. Well, Elaine, I know you're very busy, even though uh, uh, the students aren't there. Uh, you and the school board are still doing a ton of planning along with your uh, team. So yeah. we will let you go. But thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us today and get us up to speed on what's going on at the school. And thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. And everyone, please just stay well. You too, Lane. Thank you. Yep. Bye. bye. Thank you, Lane. Lane Larson is the superintendent of District 181, the Brainerd Area Schools. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime. Just go to our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also listen through our free downloadable apps powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.